welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast. Former athletes, if that's you out there, you have found the right place. In this podcast, we interview phenomenal former female athletes on their journeys out of sport and into the next chapters of their lives, chasing their dreams while always still embodying the athlete mindset. Because I think once we're an athlete, we're always an athlete. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, former competitive and collegiate gymnast of 15 years turned athlete advocate professional, and I'm so happy you're here. Please engage with this community on Instagram at HerSportsStory, and enjoy the show. Hey, HerSportsStory community, thank you again for tuning in today. Today on the podcast, we have Jill Hyman, former collegiate basketball athlete, turned corporate America guru, and empowerment coach, visionary, and founder of Awake Journey. Now, as I sat down to record her intro, there were just, there's so many ways that I thought that I could take her intro. She's just overall so incredible. And I, as I was reading through her website, I came across a portion of her about me that I thought really laid the foundation for a peek into her journey and paves the way for the conversation that we have on this podcast. So I'm going to read it. And this, these are Jill's words. I have years of personal and professional chapters in my journey of life that have led me to discover my own awakening. A wake-up call out of the unconscious shallow end of the pool and into a vast ocean of awareness. This wake-up call started with several life alarms, one of which was my first depression spiral at 19 years old. I was a collegiate basketball athlete And I had followed my intuition to quit that college team. The identity of athlete was no longer mine, and I instantly lost all power I had tied up in this false self-label. Who was I if I wasn't an athlete? There was no one who asked me, what would you love to do after your graduation? All I ever knew I would be, and decided at a young age that I was, was an athlete. This was a mass depression, hidden in the dark of my apartment, unknown to any external person. My lost, younger self craved connection, validation, and I turned to food, workouts, and sex to try to fill that void. I found myself in a soul-shattering and power-stripping situation, that left me sexually traumatized. Now, Jill and I definitely dive into this situation. And it is, it's very real. It's very raw. And I honor her for being able to share it with us. And the reason that I wanted her to be so open about this is because this happens. These situations happen. Young women experience this, and we don't know that unless others share their stories. So I'm so incredibly grateful for Jill, and she is now a leader in this space. And I love, love, love our conversation And as I'm sitting here looking at her um, About Me page on her website, she has a line that I just resonate with so much because from all of that, she has, of course, gone on this journey and is this beautiful woman with so many experiences and will impact so many. And this line that I'm reading here says, I am a fierce soul. I am a beautiful fire. I am on purpose. And if that doesn't resonate, then 
gosh, I don't know what will. But if you feel aligned with this intro, please go ahead and listen in on my conversation with Jill. Jill, welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast. We are so happy that you're here. You and I have had a chance to connect uh, via phone call and kind of, you know, start to follow each other on, on social media. And in all honesty, I feel so aligned with you. And when we got on the phone for the first time, we literally dove into talking. <laughs> Like we had known each other for years. <laughs> we just like yeah. didn't miss a beat. So I'm so excited for you know you to share your story with us and for us to just kind of go on that journey with you because uh, just in just in connecting with you, you have this beautiful ability to tune in and to see maybe what others need. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for our community to get to know you. Yeah. So blessed to be here, Bethany. Like I know we connected on social and our first phone call was like, oh my gosh, she's like a sister in, in the tribe. What's happening? So it's, it's beautiful to be here to connect with your listeners and let, let all of this unfold. <laughs> right. I know it, yeah. it truly has like this magical way of, you know, we talk about everything that, that needs to be talked about, um, during these podcasts and I absolutely love it. So we of course are, are kind of going to start by getting to know you, uh, because you were a former athlete. You do have a journey there, especially through your collegiate years and then the whole transition beyond sports. So go ahead and start wherever feels comfortable for you. Yeah, from the beginning that has led me to now this, (laughs) I'm a speaker and I'm a coach and I, you know, really it's a beautiful thing to get to work with uh, my clients. And then, you know, when I go and speak at other universities around this um, notion of circle self and you and I, when we were talking, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but it's like how many capsules or um, little boxes are you putting yourself in? Right? Like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. And then you're all of these separated things instead of just being able to show up authentically as you, which when we create a circle, it's just like this beautiful fullness that we get to create. And I so wish that I would have had older Jill, me version to talk to younger Jill, 17, 18, 19, 20 year old in college and high school, you know, if you're an athlete in high school listening, because I didn't have that. And that's what really drives me innately in my soul to, to talk to young athletes, you know, along this path and along this journey. And I knew it's so funny. Like that's new. This is hilarious because I, (laughs) I got this. So I'm going to digress. I'm going off the path of my story for one second, but like I had this package outside my door yesterday and I'm like, I didn't order anything. And it's wrapped up, you know, I live on the East Coast in Florida and it says California. And I'm like, who is sending me something? And inside was a basketball. Okay. I'm not kidding. So I was a basketball player, everyone that's listening. And I played basketball in college. And so um, my dear, dear friend from like, we've been friends since, I don't know, I think I was 15 years old. We met when I was like 14 or 15. And and we've stayed in touch like all these years. And he was like, we were talking a few weeks ago, you know, and we're all in this separated space right now trying to just find our way. And he's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I get lonely, but then I'm not. And all of these different, like all of the feelings. And he's like, have you shot baskets late, lately? Like have you ever, when's the last time out of nowhere? And I was like, oh, I do have a court literally across my street. And he goes, well, don't you have a ball? I go, I don't have a ball. I don't have anything to blow the ball. Like I have, I don't have anything. And then now he sends me this gift and it's the most beautiful gift because it's like, how don't lose the sport. Right. And that's why I I say, in a lot of things, it's like, I'm an integrated athlete 
because every single facet of how you are being and how you are showing up in college, in your college career is 1 million percent aiding you. You just can't see it yet for your future self. So for me to get to have this ball and I haven't, because now I just got it yesterday, I haven't had a chance but I was like dribbling, dribbling in my kitchen. And I'm like, Oh, okay, girl, you got it still. Like, (laughs) but it was so like, it unleashed all of this creativity, like all these things for me. So like not to lose the sport, even amongst what's going on right now. Oh, that's so good. And there's, it is a great side story because as athletes, you know, when we're, when we move on from the sport sometimes, and I, I've totally done this. I, I almost like lose that sense of like play and like fun. And you know what that looks like maybe for a former gymnast is like maybe trying a cartwheel or a handstand, you know, like in your living room or as some high kick or something. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's so special to communicate, especially right, right now in this time. Yeah. So thank you for, for yeah. following the like, site. Please, please pick up whatever your sport was and whatever your favorite aspect of it is. Touch yourself, like offer yourself that piece throughout your day right now in this mm-hmm. time. You know, even if you're a post athlete and you're, and you're tuning in, like <laughs> let's, we got a tribe together here. But my story is really like all I knew was sports growing up. So I um, was born and raised in Kansas, like middle of the States. Right. So um, I also think that's what has helped me on my scope because I've traveled West coast, East coast. And just kind of now I have this broad array of like, we are all one just experiencing things differently. Um, And so I played all the sports, uh, softball, basketball, track, volleyball, trying to think what else I don't know um and then it really got to a point I think like junior year maybe sophomore year of high school when you know you have to make these decisions I always knew I was going to go to college and play but it was like softball or basketball I was on that that verge and I remember my dad being like hey which one do you what do you want to you know because then that's where your focus goes and Mm -hmm. that's with anything it's like any vision you're going to have you need to get clear on it and so um, I chose basketball and I went that route and I, um, I had an interesting college. I signed the, I got a scholarship signed at a D2 school and I'm a very intuitive person. I think that I just, you know, life happens and I let that kind of shut down except for one instance, my sophomore year when it was just clear that the team I was on was not serving me. Um, and like, it wasn't fun. It just wasn't, it wasn't for me. I quit that team um, my sophomore year. So I was 19 and in that just like, I can imagine because I felt it, what it feels like for athletes now with like no sports, everything's canceled, everything, except I did this on my own, right. By saying, Hey, I'm going to leave this team. Um, And like immense depression took over and I didn't know who I was without sport that was my entire identity. So like, that was it for me. Um, now, funnily enough, I, I went down that whole rabbit hole, but was able to, I think it was the end of my sophomore year, reach out to a school that I didn't, I didn't go visit. And I reached out to the coach on, on my own and was like, Hey, you still have scholarships. Can I come scrimmage? And went down, scrimmaged, got myself on the team and transferred to another, to another school. So then I finished playing uh, my junior and senior year with basketball, but you know, it's just to not have the sport, like my heart goes out for every single athlete that is not getting March madness, like as a Mm -hmm. basketball player. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a complete loss like complete loss of, of so much. And, you know, depression shows up in a lot of different ways. And I really want to have that convert, you know, and I know you right. and I have talked a little bit on the call, but like when we talked previously, but it's not going to be a one all solution for everyone. No, not like, at all. 
it's, it's for me, I turn to drinking sex, um, partying, which now we can't even go out, right? Like <laughs> shelter and places are in place, but it's, um, it was dark nights, like just some really dark spots. And I didn't reach out and I didn't get help, mm. you know, and despite what's going on right now, there are still many means to reach out and to get help. There are phone, you know, pick up the phone. There are an amplitude of like Zoom calls, e like email somebody, reach out if you are in a, in a dark space because of, you know, sport is gone for now. Right. I've, and I think it's such an interesting age, right? Between like the 18 to 22, where you're recognizing these behaviors that you're doing. Um, but they're, they're coping mechanisms for this loss that you're, you're feeling. And that's a completely uh, like normal thing to happen. It's happened to be like you just, you find ways, unfortunately, to, you want to feel a different feeling because the, the feeling of the loss of the void, um, is a little bit consuming. So that's where we have these other behaviors come in. And um, I just want athletes to know, just as you're, you're speaking, there's, there's people out there, there's other former athletes where if you reached out and said like, hey, you know, I miss my sport so immensely that now I've turned to this or I, I'm in a dark, dark place. Telling one person, one, takes immense strength but two will allow like for that, hopefully that little glimmer of light um, to be shed depending on like who you're talking to. Cause when an athlete reaches out to me, I, you know, depending on what the circumstances, I'm like, you know what? I have the perfect person for you to talk to. And here's my advice, but I know so-and-so over here and they are going to provide you with just this huge, layer of support. So thank you for, for bringing, you know, up that part of your journey, because I think it's not talked about enough. I think we're, we're getting there. There's more and more stories that are, are being shared. But during this time, when you were, you know, turning to alcohol, partying, sex, what, you know, if you had any moments of reflection during that time, what did that like feel like for, for you? Or were you just like, this is great. This is my remedy. This is what makes me feel confident um, or feel fun. And you just kind of went with it until you recognize there's a point where you're, where you realize those behaviors were not for um, the best. Yeah. It took me quite some time. I don't think that I, um, I did not allow myself the space uh, to even feel anything. And mm -hmm. it was one extreme to the other. So, I mean, I couldn't even watch basketball on TV. Uh, my brother was still in high school and he was a senior and I had to stay in the car until the girls basketball game was over. Mm -hmm. I physically could not watch the game. And um, I would like, and then it turned to eating too. So like yeah. drinking and, and sex was on one hand. And then the other thing, it was like, I would binge eat like an entire jar of peanut butter and then go to the gym and sprint miles. Mm -hmm. And like, there was no balance. It was all extreme, like extreme, extreme to like feel this because sports can be extreme. Your two a days and all of that. And all that I knew. I had no structure. There was, my structure was gone, like all of these things. And I, I wish that someone at that point, um, which I have, I offer to myself now, you know, um, when I've gone back and healed this journey, but would have been like, like Jill, like girl, what do you want to create? Like, what do you want to create? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want? Yes, this is, this is reality now, but like, what do you want to create? Um, but I had to really find a dark, dark place. And for everyone listening, know without a doubt that there cannot be light without dark. 
So if you can totally wrap your head around that and befriend the dark, like be really close with the dark, that is one of the things that has helped me immensely. Um, you know, I found myself in a, in a, in a space because I was turning to drinking and then I was turning to sex and I had unconsciously wrapped my power up in sex. Mm, yeah. So it was like a complete transaction where I would go to a party, like see a guy and then it would, it would literally just be a transaction. There was no feeling tones for me or anything along those lines. And so, um, you know, I just think in, in that I, um, was just filling a void and like filling it and filling it and filling it. And I found myself at a party, an athlete party. And I went by myself, Mm. uh, because I had known these two guys and they were like friends. I mean, I know them since high school. So I go to this party and, um, I think like I only had two drinks or something because I get asked often like, hey, well, it's a party. Um, and I, I said yes to them to have a threesome. So I was curious about it. I hadn't had a threesome before, like, mm-hmm. you know, 19. Yeah. See what, I know them. They're my friends. So we go to the basement and, um, and, you know, have this threesome and then they, uh, put their clothes back on and uh, leave the room. And I I finish getting dressed and I go to the room and um, the door is locked. Like the door is locked from the outside, so uh-huh. I can't I can't get out. And I'm banging on the door, and I'm like screaming their names, but there's a heart party happening yeah. upstairs. And then. Um, the door opens again and like five men, what seems like a handful of guys enter the room and put down their pants, put on condoms, are standing like sitting in front of me on on the bed. And I'm like in a mat, like frozen. Oh my gosh. Body goes into fight or flight. I can't fight in this situation. There's no fighting. The only thing that I knew to consciously get me out of that space like internally every fiber of my being screaming no right like absolutely not it's not it's not vocalizing because I'm in a state of shock and when you're in shock like nothing my soul like left my body it's like a blackout type Mm -hmm. of moment you know and um so I I had I had sex with I went and I like turned around. I wouldn't let him look me in my eye and I sit down on the one, the guy in the middle. And then from there I was able to get out. And I just remember when I got out of that house that I promised myself, like I shoved that down so deep. I was like, this will never come. This will never come back out again. And that's why when I say darkness seeks light, there's, there, there's, it will always come back up to the light if you are willing to meet it. And, and for me, meeting it was offering massive forgiveness for myself, massive compassion, forgiving the men. And um, by doing that, then it like releases that and allows me to step more fully into myself, right? This whole journey of like becoming this fuller circle way of of life for me has just been it's it's been a lot of forgiving and and realizing that I thought my power was dangerous because I had it wrapped up in sex and here I wound up in this situation and like it was somehow my fault yeah um yeah uh well first off thank you for for sharing that story because you know, I think that in circumstances like that, you look back and you think like, okay, these are all humans. And like you said, like we're, we're all human living this interesting human experience. And you obviously, you know, you had, you had void, you had 
things that you were trying to cope with through this through this mechanism and you have the strength or had the strength to recognize that that was something that happened but it's not who you are and didn't determine who you were going to be or going to become and the immense strength that it took to forgive to forgive yourself and to forgive you know the the men in the room um, and I with circumstances and situations like that gosh I mean I, I sit on the other side here and and listen and um, you know try to unpack with with my own heart and how you navigated life after and how you know that was pushed down probably for a while just you know working through whether that was any feeling of guilt or shame or whatnot but all then, of that yeah. All of that. yeah yeah but then at some point realizing that the light was going to come from it and it obviously you know did and probably probably took some time so would yeah, you, i you know it's 16 years yeah i want to state for anyone that has experienced any sort of sexual assault or um, have any trauma trauma and depression and nothing it is not a one-size-fits-all there can be trauma in in lots of different occurrences for me, this is just my story, right? And it took 16 years. My depression was triggered by me um, quitting sport, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And from there, then I had another instance which which dropped it even deeper. It was now like a, a deeper level of depression. It wasn't just like surface. This was a soul impacting thing. And so the 16 years then after, or so. Um, I battled depression. I had, you know, a really another hard instance when I was 25 with like panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Um, I actually got on medication during Mm -hmm. that time. Um, and it's a journey, you know, and it was, I think I was like 28 when finally I had a, um, I was in a relationship with this man who's just like an angel in human form who I think we all experience in this lifetime one way or another, like stood, stood for me and just like saw something in me that I could not see. Mm. And through that, I like found my first couple counselors, therapist, and then attended like my first women's retreat, really saw the impact of community sitting with other women in tribe, in community, in circle. And and then from there, you know, the, the healing work, I've called in really amazing healers, a scope. There's, there's so many avenues, you know, for anyone listening. It doesn't have to be, I was just talking with one of my girlfriends, like it doesn't have to be a one, one solution fix. Like maybe it's a therapist and an acupuncturist. Maybe it's a body worker that does energy stuff like Reiki or okay. whatever, or maybe someone that does more shamanistic uh, means. Like there's, or, um, astrology, right. Plus therapy counseling. Like there is such a blend of things that it's not like, there's no, no, I'm just, I guess I'm trying to like, just ease. If someone is in a situation where they are aware that this is their current reality, Mm -hmm. there are so many different avenues. I've used a plethora sound healing, energy work, therapist. Um, I mean, I can go on and on, but yeah. But I think that's a part of, you know, we, we hopped on this call and you talked about, you know, creating this circle, right? And those all fit in there. Like there's, what's so nice is that there's, especially when it comes to healing and um, really like connecting, reconnecting or reconnecting our souls. Mm-hmm. There, it, it's it shouldn't be like a transactional kind of thing, right? It should be this beautiful flow it or fluid. I was trying to say flow, flow it out. Flow yes. it, fluid, <laughs> fluid movement between like, okay, this works. That, that felt really good to do that work with, with this method. And then you might try something else and go back to that method and it. And it doesn't feel as, you know, as impactful as maybe the first time and that's okay. So yeah, I think it completely and to, alignment with you. 
And to that, like the awareness as females that when it doesn't feel fluid, stop, right? Take pause. We that are female athletes very much so operate in the masculine. So if you're hearing people talk about masculine, feminine, Mm -hmm. um, it has taken me a great time to find a balance because you know, can you, are you able to just break down and start crying when you're on your period, um, in practice? Probably not. <laughs> like, no matter how I mean, <laughs> I think back to my coaches, like get it. I, I mean, like, come on. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, that's one example of, of the, the scope in which we are so action packed doers go, 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 go that yeah. we forget to like, hold up, pause. Let me check in with our body. Our bodies as feet, like we are so deeply intertwined with mother earth mm. that, that like trust in that trust in every ping, every like, uh, this doesn't feel right because that's the way then you should go. Like, listen to that internal self. Oh yeah. I could, you know, say amen. I bet everyone is like <laughs> nodding. How many people are nodding right now? Like, oh, I wish I would have listened to myself. So many times. And you know what? I think with each, with each kind of experience, you get familiar with the, either with the pings or the, the gut checks that are like, Hey, you know, you know, this is, this is why you're feeling this. I mean, I, on a personal note, used to struggle like, okay, is this a gut check or is this just me being scared, you know, and really having to lean in and, and call upon my, my heart and really try to sift through it all. Because I think very much like what you're saying, there are times where I totally operate from a masculine space and it's very technical and, you know, it's very, um, I would say task oriented. And I realized that the other day when I was connecting with another former athlete and after I got off this call, I was like, where, where did the Bethany go that speaks like from her heart and not her brain? And it's kind of weird, right? Cause we, it is all connected in a way. Um, but it's just a really interesting learning process and I'm 30 and still learning all of this. Uh, so to be gentle with yourself and, and just like, you know, start to take those, those gut check inventories where you're like, okay, I remember this feeling when this happened. And that was, that was my feeling of like, don't go that direction. Um, so it's truly a journey. Yeah, and that. Like you said, learning, like I'm still learning, like y'all, we are, that's the whole human process. Yeah. If you're not learning, then take another double check, right? Like that's the beautiful thing. And what I will offer too is um, there are some things that you can do even when you're, if you're on a call is like, or you find yourself in the middle of something. It's, it's like a, it happens very instantaneously. um, But where you do do the quick, like whether you envision yourself, like going into your heart space, or Mm. maybe you drop completely into our womb space. Mm. that's where a lot of our power is held. Or if you can, like if you know that you have a a call coming up or a talk, or maybe you're given a speech, you know, when classes resume or when you have to do meetings again and three deep breaths, like just close your eyes, fully connect with yourself, disregard everything going on around you. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I do this, I'll go into bathroom stalls before I go and speak and like get grounded and then, um, come from a more heart centered. Yeah. And so it's such, and before we got on this call, I was like telling Jill about my day and I, I was totally operating from like that brain space because a a lot of my day to day, it's sometimes very technical intertwined with like this, the heart space of when I'm connecting with athletes and she was like, do you want to, do you want to ground? And I was like, do I want to what? She's like, do you want to ground? And I was like, yes, I do. I need that. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to connect with the earth. Yeah. And so I, you know, as anyone listening can tell, 
you have this innate way about you of of connecting, of seeing what others might need to either hear or feel. And so I'd love to talk about, you know, everything that you're, you know, you're doing now or that you've kind of created in, in your circle, right? Like we had a moment, you know, on our call earlier to talk about um, not putting ourselves in all the, all of these different boxes, but truly being like, this is everything that Jill is. And this is everything that Bethany is. Um, so talk a little bit about all that you're doing now and all of the yeah. amazing work that you're doing and will be doing with athletes. Yeah. So regardless of whenever you listen to this podcast, whatever is happening in our world, know that you are listening to it at divine timing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so it has been called to you on purpose. And I always like to pose, like if anyone is like, like my clients, or if I get questions from stage or whatever, where athletes are like, oh, but, and, or like putting periods behind things, I'm always <laughs> like, okay, and dot, 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 or let's add a comma there. Like, what can we fully create? Um, that's always my number one question, like come from creation. The, the reality is, um, at least as females, which I think the majority of your audience probably is, is, mm -hmm. is, you know, life after sport for us, the reality is going to be something that you have such a cool opportunity to create it. it you might go overseas, you might play a very small percent, you might get on a, um, a national team, or then maybe the Olympics is your goal. All of those things are great, but I think if we look at a broad scope, the percentage, which you probably know the numbers a little better than me, are pretty small. Like it's a small percent. Oh, yeah. So that's what I go and talk and really enliven and people is this creation past the mark of graduation. You know, we get so wrapped up into the sport and into like the two a days and are we gonna make it to tournament and and your speed and your, all of the things like that it entails. No one ever asked me, what do you want to do after college? Like it was not a focus for me at all. Mm -hmm. And so there can be like both the, and it's a beautiful time. You have four years or maybe five, if you extend, right. Your college career, whatever of, if you redshirt, if of like, let's start creating freshman, sophomore year. So then you can get really honed and clear on what do you want your internship to be? What direction do you want to learn more about? Um, so then you can create those connections. So I, I like to call it um, in my programs that I do B3. So it's build, bridge, and be. So mm -hmm. we start with building and then we bridge and then it's being. And um, it's really stepping into this energetic vibration um, so if we believe, I believe like everything's energy, I'm, my cells are energy, my body's energy, right? All of these things around us, like we step into this vision without it even happening yet. And we're living it, allowing the space for it then to be created. Mm. Um, so it's a beautiful, beautiful process um, that I just, it's, it's my jam sesh, like <laughs> doing this vision work yeah. and energy and like placing it in and creating because as athletes, we're stuck in the build. We're really good at building. We're really good at action. The building phase is completely action packed. Like, okay, I have this dream now. How do I get to point A, point B, doing it all together? Most of the athletes I talk to and being an athlete, we're great at that. Yeah. But it's the allowing ourselves to go into the imagination state, which like I was talking earlier about having a basketball. What did you used to love doing as a kid? Where did you go? What did you dream about? Like, how can we, and I'll talk pretty much on here about like career, you know, what do you want to create for a career for your life afterwards? And then it's, um, all of these beliefs that you might have about yourself, whether they're misbeliefs or true or not, like, what are all of those things? Mm. You know, for me, current state, um, cause I will talk currently not to put my, not to age myself back into the college <laughs> days, but like for me currently, right. I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, 
Um, I still, I hold a, uh, a sales position in corporate America. I, um, I'm a dog mom. I'm an aunt. <laughs> I like to paint. I hold women's circles, like all of these things. But I realized at one point I wasn't stepping fully into my quote unquote day to day job. Like I was leaving the, the coach out of it. Well, I needed to bring my coaching into it to then heighten up my colleagues or to build better relationships with accounts, you know? Um, so it's as a student athlete, looking at all of the scope of all of the things that light you up, what doesn't light you up, creating a circle self now. So you're not at like age 28 or 30, <laughs> yeah. which was my experience of like, oh, holy shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my jam sesh is like really, I've just, it's a visionary and I've noticed athletes, we're really, really good at it. We just get a tune in on it because we sit in locker rooms before we go and step foot on anything and you, we vision everything. We watch film. We are innate visionaries. And it's like, I just want to spark the imagination past sport to like, okay. Uh, Let's get you in a, in a great sitch. <laughs> so good because, you know, I, I try to think of my, my transition out of sport. I basically replaced my sport with professional development and I would hold multiple internships. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, one way to burn out. <laughs> oh man. Um, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know. I hit the ground running. I had multiple jobs, multiple internships at once. And I, I always lived in this like traditional mindset. And I think we're all kind of coached that way just by society, right? You go to school, you get the degree, then maybe get your master's and then you get the job. And so it wasn't probably until my first full-time job but I sat there and I was like, wait a minute. And my first full-time job was probably great. Out of all the first-time jobs that you probably could have, mine was in athletics, working with donors, fundraising, but I still felt this like immense void of like, I miss my sport so much. And why do I miss my sport? Because I don't feel like I'm doing anything that's lighting up my soul or magical or right to your point of like who who's asking you what your biggest dreams are and how are we creating that so I I love that you bring that up and again you know it's not until my late 20s <laughs> that I figure out like we need to talk more about this and and I've been doing um, like weekly her sports story like meet up zoom calls, like just to hop on and connect. And last week I had, you know, I posed the question to everyone. I was like, I want to, I want to hear you speak your wildest dreams that you don't traditionally get to speak. Like, who are you telling these to? You might write them down and whatnot, but here's an opportunity. And, a, and again, in a circle of, of women to really like, pour out your heart and soul a little bit. And I, oh my gosh, we all just sat there and we're like, just so lifted by, by everyone's, you know, ideal day and dreams and what they want to create. And the world needs more of that. So I, I applaud you for, for what you've created. Um, and I'm so excited for, for those athletes that you get to work with. <laughs> Sorry, all my cat just jumped in the Zoom video. Um, but yeah, it's because it's truly, it's needed so much. Yeah. 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 And in all of that, right? It's the unpacking to go back. It's, it's like, ah, dreams, ha, 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 fun, fun, cool. And we're going to meet the darkness. We're going to meet mm -hmm. shadows. We're going to meet yeah. those parts of you that are, back to your point, where you were like, is this fear or is this a pain? Right. And so I help guide to be like, oh, notice the difference because fear 
it can be a confusing thing and it's like, uh, but trust and believe fear is your best friend. Fear mm -hmm. is like, you are on the growing edge of some freaking greatness. Yeah. So like, oh, take sick. it on and it gets easier. Trust me. Like I've made five cross country moves. <laughs> I can tell you just from that. Like, I'm like, what, what? are you doing? Yeah. And you just like, it does. It slowly gets a little easier, still scary, but, um, yeah. Mm. Beautiful thing. Oh, it really is. Yeah, Those zoom calls you do are so beautiful. So needed uh -huh. right now. Yeah. I mean, just as you know, you kind of mentioned holding, holding that space, right. For, either, you know, women, former athletes, whatnot. It's just beautiful to be able to connect. Um, however, on the flip side, I'm going to bring up a live, the Instagram live you did the other day, just about needing um, to pause and needing some space. And, oh, yeah. And, just, <laughs> and like, even though you're, you're looking at social media and it's something really good and really positive, um, and then you're scrolling and you see something not that, that positive. And then you're like, but you're still feeling everything, especially if you're, you know, a little more so on like the empathic side, like you are still absorbing all of that. Um, and it's by what I listened to what you said, I literally took a deep breath and put down my phone for like the rest of the, oh. the day. And I, I was just, so you made an impact whether you realized it or not. Um, and I, Good, yeah, it's that because in a time where I think, you know, like I think of athletes who are transitioning out of their sport right now, maybe they're still wrapping up school. Um, but you know, they have Instagram, they have TikTok, they're building up their LinkedIn profiles and they have all of this stuff that that didn't really exist. I mean, it kind of existed for us, but not really. I mean, I had my space and thought Me I was too. cool. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. listen, I, I still vote to bring it back, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, because, and they have so much. So I feel like when I listened to your, your live, I was like, man, like this is me right now, like where I feel like a little bit tapped out capacity wise and like kind of how you said when your phone has battery has been drained, my battery has been, had been drained. But I think of all these athletes going through this major transition point in their lives with all of this stuff. And like, I think to myself, how would I have managed all of that emotionally, mentally, and the answer is, I don't know. Like, I really don't know how I would have managed it all. Um, so I, I think there's such value. And like, I was on a Zoom call with our soccer team the other day. And I was like, literally hide your phone in a drawer for at least an hour. And don't look at it. And don't look at a screen. Because now you're looking at a screen all the time. And so it's just really interesting. And I love that you brought that brought that point up. Um, yeah. Well, space. and, and another tip, like to throw in some tips is, is yes, put the phone in the drawer, give yourself that permission. It's hard, but guess what? Everything's still going to be there. Right. Like it's still going to be there. Offer yourself this time to go into little girl self, wherever mm. that was, like wherever you loved being as a little girl and put your vision, right. Put yourself there and allow yourself some time to journal. Like what's going to come up? Yeah. Like write down all this stuff. Maybe you don't have a journal book, whatever, pull out a pad of paper and yeah. just jot down. Like, how am I feeling right now? And acknowledge, like maybe you're pissed off. Cool. Yeah. Acknowledge that. Maybe you're really sad. Like it's acknowledging the feelings because that's the first step to then like guide you through what direct, like then after you know what it is, okay, how can we move you through this? Mm. Maybe you need to go on a run if you're angry, or maybe you take a pillow and you like, Wah! like I'm talking yeah. screen yeah. loud into a pillow, or you allow yourself some softness and hug yourself. You know, mm. you have somebody that's in your home. I don't, I'm 
live solo with my dog, but like I have found myself in the shower, literally giving myself like hugs, Mm, you know, because there's none of that, but just find a way to connect outside of everything on the phone, because that is going to be the best gift, the most like loving gift you can give yourself right now in transition phase. Mm, Yeah. Oh, so good. So I want to make sure that our community knows where they can find you, um, connect with you, because I, as you all can tell, like, she is phenomenal and an amazing resource and guide for for current athletes, whether current or former, whether you're just transitioning out, you're in it, you're still figuring this all out, or you're like me and you're like 11 years out of your sport. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, got, I think I have, what, if you're 30, I'm 35. So, you know, yeah. creeping on. Yeah. Right. And so I can still do a crossover and nail a three ball on some people. That okay, makes me feel yeah. good. It's very <laughs> slow. I am not speedy. <laughs> Like you, I want you to do a video of like a round off or something cool. That's what we should do. Bring it back. Uh, I think what I can do now is literally a cartwheel. Um, especially (laughs) currently being, what am I? I'm 30 weeks pregnant now. Um, that's right. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. And so soft ones. I can do, I can do probably a cartwheel. I know there's (laughs) there. So Sean Johnson, former like Olympic gymnast, yeah. she put on like her Olympic leotard while pregnant and it was just so great. So I feel like I should try that, um, you know, just for some laughs. Yes, please. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm um, supporting you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll give it a go. It'll be a great, great photo. <laughs> um, but I want, I want people to connect with you. So where can they find you? Yeah. So my business is called Awake Journey. Um, You can find me there, Instagram. I am on Facebook. uh, My website, awakejourney.com. All of the means. And -hmm. you can just find the link. If you want to shoot me an email, if you're struggling with something, like I'm here. If you've heard something that you love on here, um, Bethany is a great resource too. And everyone on the, on the social page, but, uh, I'm here. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was, thank you. So I love this. I'm so happy we connected. That was so good. <laughs> Absolutely loved it.